Hello, I'm Steve Corbin, and welcome to Revelation Health, where we open your eyes to the often confusing world of health and health insurance. It's our goal to provide you with the information you need in a way you can understand to give you the confidence to be a better advocate for you and your families. We are brought to you by the Kingdom Health Group, a nonprofit organization whose mission it is to help working families in the Pioneer Valley overcome the financial burden caused by medical debt. Okay, so today we're going to talk about uh, a couple different things. Um, we're going to coming into the new year, and it's always the time for for you know New Year resolutions. We're going to make some changes. Uh, kind of, we've all been there, done that. Uh, so it actually. I think I've talked about this before. You know, we, we talk about it um, at the intro every every episode, how we're brought to you by the Kingdom Health Group. Um, I'm also the founder and president of the Kingdom Health Group. So I was meeting with our board of directors last week. And um, what we were doing is one of the tenants, one of the things that we really want to focus on um, in this podcast is, is a piece of that puzzle is working on education. And so we we're putting together this workshop that we're gonna be doing um, free of charge to whoever wants to attend to really um, hit home on some of the things that we could be doing um, to help with the cost of healthcare. Uh, and so after the, the demo presentation that I did of the workshop, one of my board members called me up and he said, listen, Steve, um, you know, no, the presentation was great. Um, the delivery was was, was good. Um, you did a good job. Obviously, you know, when anytime you do any type of presentation and things of that nature, there's always little things you can work on to make it better. Um, but what he said is that we really should be focusing a little bit more on um, accountability. You know, personal accountability. Things that individuals can do themselves. Uh, to lower their risk factors, to help and aid in in recovery from injuries, to um, to actually not need to access care unto itself. Um, and I touched base on it a little bit during the presentation, but when he was talking about it, really, um, it really made me to you know start thinking about what. Um, I could be doing more, what I could be talking about more in regards to that. Um, and so today, that's what we're going to be focusing on. We're going to just be focusing on th those lifestyle changes that we can make. Those little things, and I say little, but believe me, listen, I am not up here preaching from a, 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 a pedestal of perfection. Believe me, you. I mean, I am uh, almost a 15-year-old guy. Uh, 510 215 pounds i don't work out as much as i should and i eat a lot of stuff that i shouldn't so i'm not coming out here to preach at you to tell you you have to do these things what i'm really out here is just to talk to you about it um most likely it's stuff you've heard before um but as we're at a time where we're starting to think about new year's resolutions i really want to kind of come at this from a factual money saving perspective a lot of our focus here is to save you money um, so if I can kind of take a little twist on this, a little twist on lifestyle so you can understand not only the health benefits, because we get inundated with that all the time, you know, the health benefits of living a healthy lifestyle, of making simple, you know, lifestyle changes. We all know that for whatever reason, we don't always follow it. Um, and again, I, I'm guilty as charged. You know, my, my wife made some cookies the other day and I probably had about five more than I needed to. All right. So uh, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, but when we start really looking at it, we look at the cost of some of these factors. Um, and what we'll talk about a little bit here is is obesity, for one. Um, the other thing is smoking, right? Smoking is is just a huge area where um, 
there's so much avoidable healthcare costs due to smoking and obesity. Um, in, in the United States alone, in 2019, and that number has gone nowhere but up, but in 2019, the cost in healthcare alone, just healthcare, is $173 billion in 2019. They attribute $50 billion of that strictly to poor diet. Just we don't eat well, so we get sick. Um, obesity is a problem with 41% of all Americans. Now, again, you can live a good, decent, healthy life and be what under government standards or medical standards put you in an obesity category, right? I'm, again, 215 pounds, you know, almost 50 years old. It puts me in that obesity category, you know, not what they would call that morbid obesity kind of sounds scary, but um, definitely find myself in what they would deter what they would say is obese. Um, but I don't I'm not. I don't have high cholesterol. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have those things. So I, I, I but I could be better. I'm, I'm borderline, you know, when you start looking at those things. So again, I, I understand where everybody's coming from. Um, but do, obesity related conditions, and I'm sure this is, I, I'm sure this isn't the first time that you guys heard this. It's, you know, we talk about it, not just we, the, the collective we is, is in American society. We understand this. We do know it. Um, obesity related conditions in, are heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and certain cancers. When these are related to obesity, it's 100% preventable. These are things that don't have to occur. Um, problem is, they do. Um, the typical American diet consists of a ton of processed foods. Um, that's what's readily available to us. Um, and honestly, in today's um, day and age right now when we have inflation where it is, it's the inexpensive foods that we that we eat that have you know the processed ingredients that have you know the the high fructose you know corn syrups, the things that just aren't good for us. Um, but they're the inexpensive items. Right. When we start thinking about, you know, fresh fruits and organic fruits and organic vegetables and uh, foods without additives, you know, just think about when you go to Whole Foods. Right. Those are all the, the you know, the kind of healthier options that are available to us and they're more expensive. Um, so I kind of went down a, a path of, uh, you know, a bit of a, a, a soapbox here talking about you know kind of the state of our economy but um that is a reality that um the foods that are no good for us typically tend to be the more expensive more more inexpensive foods so um as a whole in society if we want to make real wholesale changes we got to flip the script on that uh, and there are things you can do uh, i mean yourself i mean just plant a garden you know, we have a little garden in our backyard. It gives us some fresh, you know, produce every year. Um, berries, strawberries, these things come back, you know, so it's a one and done type thing. You, you invest a little bit of money. Um, you may live in the inner city, but let me just tell you something. You go on YouTube and you can find a ton of videos about people maximizing their space in the inner city to plant uh, high yielding gardens. 
we have the technology with uh, with grow lights and things of that nature where you can be producing um, fresh produce year round in your basement with uh, with a small investment and you can get some some greens and things of that nature throughout the year um, so it is attainable um, doing those things again it just takes a little bit of accountability to our part a little bit of action um, which isn't easy because like I told you I, I'm right there with you I try to take what little small steps I can but it's it still seems not to be ever enough um, and I mean I've I've struggled personally with you know my weight my whole life um, one of the things that always sticks in my mind uh, when I was younger I wrestled and I'm going back to probably 10 years old and I remember, you know, wrestling as a young kid, maybe a little bit old, maybe 10, 11, 12, that, that age. I don't remember exactly it, but I remember um, what you would do is you would, you would weigh in and that would determine what class you would wrestle in for the day. Um, and now, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, I was always in the heavyweight division, which mean you were just above and beyond everybody else. And you just wrestled with all the fat guys, um, just plain and simple. But I'll never forget, cause it's, we're going back to, again, a 10 year old, 11 year old, and they put your weight on your arm and I was weighing in at like 133, 135, 140, you know? So these, I mean, when you're 10 and you're not very tall, I mean, that's, you're a pudgy boy. So um, I've struggled with weight my whole life. Um, so I'm right there with you guys. I'm not trying to be judgmental and try to, you know, say, hey, listen, you need to do this. Um, just want to give you some information, help you out. Um, from a health related perspective, in 2021, if you're obese, you can expect to pay $13,000 in healthcare costs. That's more than double if you had a, a lower BMI. So if your body mass index was, was not considered in the obesity range, you would be spending half what you are today in healthcare related expenses, right? Um, when we look at things, not even healthcare related, when we look at things, um, non-health savings, just think about smoking. I... I'm an ex-smoker. I stopped smoking cigarettes 21 years ago. As a matter of fact, 21 years ago this past Saturday, November 11th, um, my daughter's, my first daughter's birthday was the last cigarette I ever smoked. Um, so I remember it 21 years ago. Um, I look back at that and the price of a pack of cigarettes back then had to been like $2.50 tops. I walk into the stores these days and you see the price for a pack of cigarettes is around $10. I don't know how you do it. If you're smoking, I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know how you're affording it. You are giving up over almost $4,000 annually. And that's only if you smoke one pack a day. When I was in my heyday smoking cigarettes, I was, there were days I would smoke one, even two packs a day. If I was smoking two packs a day today, that's 20 bucks a day times 365. I mean, it's, we're looking at almost $8,000 in savings. I mean, what would you do? What could you do with $8,000? And these are real savings. This isn't just maybe you're avoiding medical costs. This is what's not coming out of your pocket, right? When you talk about, um, think about clothing. On average, big and tall and plus size clothing costs 10 to 15% more than regular clothes. Um, I can tell you as, as, a, as a man, I see it more so. Um, I can, I see costs for plus size, um, being maybe 15, you know, definitely 15% more. Um, and then they, they estimate that the, the actual cost of inactivity is between six, you know, $700 and $1,200 per year. And that's just, these are the non-medical costs, but when we really focus from our perspective on the medical costs of, of 
health of your choices um it's staggering we, we we talked about just simply obesity right but and that's just one piece of the puzzle you know you start talking about um you know over drinking you know and you start talking about over you know overeating over drinking smoking these are all lifestyle changes that we can make on top of healthcare related costs there are other uh, i don't know how to but there are other costs that are associated with this um think about um absenteeism from work you know times that you just can't show up for work because of because of illnesses that you have that are directly related to things that that you choose um so you have absentee low productivity you start looking at you know how you show up in life and again i'm not trying to, to preach i'm just trying to talk about some of the realities that are out there um you know half of, i'm trying to convince myself you know to make better decisions and stick with decisions because like i tell you guys um i'm right there with you i've made decisions where you know i overeat i overdrink um cigarette smoking hasn't been an issue you know for a long time i did quit but uh um it was one of the toughest things i ever did in my life uh and i can tell you that without a doubt i smoked from the age of probably sixth grade whatever that makes me what 12 years old all the way to the age of you know 25 26 years old you know 20 what are we looking at 21 years ago so uh you know 28 years ago, you know, 28 years. So for 16 years of my life, I smoked cigarettes. Quitting smoking was difficult. I empathize with you. I know it's not easy. But if you do quit, I can tell you when you look back in five years, number one, you're not going to focus on the financial savings. You won't, you know, but you'll focus on how much better you feel. You'll focus on the things you can do that you couldn't do before. And I quit smoking at a young age, 28, 29 years old, right? I was still young, but there were things that I just couldn't do. You know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't run. Five years ago, I ran a half marathon. You think I could ever do that if I was smoking cigarettes? Hell no, you couldn't. I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to, you know, get that first mile in, never mind the other 13, you know, four, you know 12 and a half. So um, there are limits. If you're, if you're overweight, there are limits. It limits you. It puts, you know, stress on your joints. You know, it taxes you overall. Um, so, you know, there are, there are things out there that you could do. Again, small steps, baby steps. I always tend to focus, and my wife will tell you this all the time. It's probably the reason why um, I never, I, I don't typically stick to something for, because I jump all in. I'm not like a baby step type person. I'm an all in type person. So if it's a, if it's a diet, it's like, I'm all in. I'm I'm like, hun, I'm going vegan. I'm all in. I'm not going to eat meat ever for the rest of my life. You know, it's it. That's just my personality. Um, and so it'll be great for a few months, and then I'm all like, I gotta have a burger, and then I'll have five. You know, I'll have you know six cookies. So again, I I feel your pain. I'm right there with you guys. Um, but we need to make better choices overall not even just for ourselves um for for the big picture because again we start looking at things and the, the purpose of this podcast is to teach you how to how to save when it comes to health insurance um how to access health care um and in and, and not go into debt this is probably one way we can make a difference 
for ourselves and for the the greater good as a whole. Um, because when we start thinking about insurance, and I know I kind of bring everything down in this podcast to a micro level, so we're focused on ourselves, we're focused on um, our families, but when we look at health insurance as a macro level, and if we look at decisions that we can make that can take money out of that system as a whole, and what's the number I said, $173 billion. How much more affordable will health insurance be as a whole if we can pull 1.7, uh, not 1.173 billion dollars out of it, right? If, if all of a sudden health insurance carriers are not paying for $173 billion worth of avoidable and they're just paying for this, the unavoidable, the cost that we're paying for our premiums is just, it's gonna be negligible. Now, do I think we can get there? Not, probably not in the next 20 years, right? Because we're, we're looking for radical change to get to that number. But I'm just trying to put things into perspective for you so you can actually see the decisions we make impact us on a micro level. That's so easy to see. But if we put it all together and look at it at that macro level, we can change the system by simply making better choices as a whole and as a society, we can change the system. So remember, in a world full of choices, choose kindness. Till next time, I'm Steve Corbin, and this is Revelation Health.